Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Today, yes, we're back with episode 67 of your favourite Formula 1 podcast series. Of course, today we were going to be looking into the Hungarian Grand Prix, of course, this weekend. Was quite excited for that. You know, it had been quite a slow news week until one hour ago where I get a message from Jamie going, Oi, when are we recording the podcast? Because Sebastian Vettel has suddenly announced his retirement. Of course, we'll get into that in just a moment but quickly you know you know pleasantries first of all how, how are we doing jamie you all right i'm good yeah i'm uh recording this in my lunch break from work yep. um which is fun so the, the to, dedication we're gonna speed run the podcast today so i can get back to work <laughs> yes yeah exactly exactly so of course as always though you know links will be down below if you're listening to this on youtube uh you know obviously spotify uh manscaped by bit obviously imperium experiences as well and a couple of other bits and pieces they're all down there check them out if you're interested as well but yeah like we said today is going to be a speed run kind of episode like i said it had been quite a slow news week up until now but sebastian vettel the end of 2022 he's calling it quits and i don't think in many ways that's come as too big a surprise for us has it bless him no it's it's kind of been yeah, it's been coming for a well ever since he got rinsed by Leclerc at Ferrari. Really, um, <laughs> <laughs> going straight in, no, straight it's, in with it. It's a bit like it's unexpected, I think, but it's it's not surprising. I didn't expect it to be like usually with this kind of news, we hear like rumours of it for a few weeks. Yeah, but it was quite a shock when I saw it this morning. Um, but yeah, it's. When you think about it, it does make sense. I'm just confused as to what what Aston Martin do next because there's no obvious like we often see drivers I mean, kind of get forced out for other drivers coming in, but there's there's no real candidate. There is one obvious candidate, but we'll discuss yeah. that in just a moment. I'll be honest, the only sort of inclination I got towards it was, of course, I was at work this morning and I saw on Twitter uh, that Seb had set up an Instagram account, mm. and I thought. That seems weird. Like, I yeah. think there's something else to this. And of course, yeah, a couple of hours later, I don't know. Have you watched the video we put on Instagram? I haven't, no. It is. It is quite good. Bless him. Um, but yeah, of course, just a four-minute video, sort of talking about his decision. So I sort of saw that this morning and thought, this has got to be it for Seb, surely, because I don't <laughs> think he would have sort of jumped into social media otherwise. But... I reckon it was just one hour of Instagram and he called it quits. He's like, I can't do this. Probably, yeah. Well, like someone said, you'll, you'll have gone on there and seen all like the Lewis Hamilton thirst traps and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just be like, nah, I'm out. I'll see you later. <laughs> but, I mean, let's let's also start this with what a career. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. fair, but I don't think there's ever been a Formula One driver that's had a career like Seb. Because, let's be fair, you know, often this series, we, we have, I feel like we're critical of Seb. Because a lot of people don't remember the same Seb that we saw back when we were growing up in Formula yeah. One. You know, that's nothing against newer fans, but the Seb we saw in early years was complete domination of yeah. the sport yeah. for a couple of years. And it kind um, of, it almost like it didn't help him for the rest of his career. No, because no, the completely. rest of his career, the people who grew up watching him are holding him to such high standards where, like, yeah. he would just get a second, two second lead in one lap. In yeah. 20, 2011, 2013 especially, and some race in 2012. Like, he would be on it all race and then just drive off and no one would be near him at all. Even his teammate could never yeah. hold a candle. So Apart to then Asia. go from that to what we've seen later in his career, that's kind of why everyone's so harsh on him because we saw what he can do when everything's going right. 
Yeah, and I mean, let's be fair, in terms of the modern era, I think it's difficult to argue, of course, that car, I think... 2010 to 2013 is always a bit difficult to measure up, isn't it? Because I think a lot of mm. people go, oh, well, the Mercedes is much more dominant than the Red Bulls were. I think, you know, Seb in, like, the RB... What was it? RB9? RB6 was the first one. RB9, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the 2013 car, especially, mm. obviously, after the new tyre regs. That driver and that car was literally an unbeatable combination. Yeah. Nine race wins in a row was absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. But, of course, then we just saw Seb never really adjust to all the talk of the newer cars. You know, he was so dependent on having so much rear-end downforce that he just never quite adapted to the cars. And I think that's why, you know, we've. it's odd to see a Formula 1 driver because, of course, the best drivers in Formula 1 are always the ones that can adapt, you know. Mm. Um, you know, Michael Schumacher, he won titles, obviously, at both Benetton and Ferrari. Hamilton is the last world champion on groove tyres and, of course, has won with mercedes but seb was so dominant in one era of cars and then bless him just not in the next generation Mm. and i don't think we've ever seen a world champion fall off at least in our experience of formula one probably helped by the fact that you know the world champions we've been alive to witness is pretty much max lewis (laughs) rosberg seb alonso button no one the chance to fall off (laughs) no exactly Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? Because Seb just never got used to the turbo hybrids in the way everyone mm. thought he would. Yeah, it was a shame for him that the, the rule changes came when they did and he never really recovered. I think, yeah. I mean, for, there were spells at Ferrari where, obviously, he was the main challenger for Hamilton. Yes, but yeah. But it, it never quite worked. We actually spoke about it a lot in the weekend's podcast um, about Ferrari generally, but never quite came to uh came together at ferrari for him unfortunately um ending up with him yeah losing to leclerc and kind of getting forced out um yeah it was quite clear from i mean it is just a career of circumstance isn't it because i mean let's yeah. be fair leclerc kind of did to seb what seb did to mark weber in yeah, sort of a yeah. weird way isn't it of everyone sort of thought you know weber was going to be the number one at red bull you know he'd been i think a lot of people forget obviously 2009 mark weber Obviously, he didn't. He lost out to Seb, but it wasn't by a huge amount. And of no. course, everyone forgot he he had to completely recover as the season went on with a yeah. broken leg. He had like so metal t- up his leg completely. Yeah, twenty ten was. Let's be fair. Twenty ten should have been Mark Webber's World Championship. Like, I'm not trying to take it away from Seb in any way. I'm not sure. I think I Seb mean, was the fastest driver that year, unquestionably. Um, I think Alonso and Hamilton would certainly argue otherwise. Yeah, but in terms of, like, driver-car combination, 2010, Seb had... Seb was certainly unlucky as well, wasn't it? There's no arguing against that. He made mistakes, but he also lost a lot of points for reliability. Yes, exactly. But I think, you know, there was still a lot to sort of say, you know, that could have been Mark Webber's world champion. In the same way, it could have been any of those big four. So it always is quite interesting sort of seeing Seb then on the other side of that with Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. Because, I mean, let's be fair, Sebastian Vettel did just get completely Ferrari'd. He wanted... Oh, yeah. But also, of course, fair play to him, you know, he went to Ferrari because he wanted to emulate Michael Schumacher. But he mm. went into a completely different Ferrari. Yeah, one that was not set up to win at all. Which no, and still was, isn't uh, to this day. Is yeah, it's becoming not, more and more clear. Still not changed from then to now. So, yeah, it's a shame for Seb, but he's had a very good career. 53 race wins. 53 uh, race wins, 122 podiums, and, of course, four world championships in a row. 
which only Hamilton, Schumacher, and Fangio can yeah, say. That's good company. It's not not a bad little group to be in. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. But yeah, I mean, like we said, obviously Sebastian Vettel. I think you know, like we said, we we've never been huge Seb fans, but I think we can both certainly say, you know, I'd love to see him back on the podium at least once more. Yeah, by the I end want of the that year. one high between now and the end of the season. Exactly, because it has been a career of such highs and such lows. Mm. Um, you know, at least by Seb's ridiculous standard yeah. for himself. <laughs> um, but again, you know, that that kind of leads us on, doesn't it, to where does Aston Martin go next? You know, yeah, it's who really interesting. Do they bring in? Because it certainly feels like every driver announcement in the past few years has been coming for ages and really obvious. And we know what it, the, the last one, honestly, I think like this was Rosberg retiring. Yeah, like, where we genuinely the, don't know where when it's Ricardo go. quit Red Bull, that was quite surprising. But it was, yeah, it was. But with Red like Bull, Gasly of course, you know where they're going to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, so Rosberg retiring, and you've got so many options, which could all make And a bit everyone of sense. wants that seat. I mean, I don't think everyone wants Aston the Aston Martin. Martin. No, exactly, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but I think there's a few obvious candidates. Obviously, test and reserve driver Nico Hulkenberg would uh, yeah. probably not turn I'm sure he wouldn't say no. Return. No, exactly. Um, like, my, my initial thoughts, well, we've mentioned it a few times this year Ricardo to Aston. Absolutely. Makes a bit of sense. They're used Absolutely. to paying drivers a lot of money for not much return, so they, <laughs> could, <laughs> they could go for Daniel Ricciardo. And yeah, McLaren clearly aren't that happy with him uh, compared to how happy they are with Norris. This is exactly what I'm thinking. I think this is going to slot in perfectly, to be it honest. It could. It could. And then what? You, the McLaren seat, I reckon still Gasly to McLaren's a thing, which I've been saying all year. Possibly. I mean, it does kind of tick a lot of the hypothetical boxes, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. still wonder whether McLaren would then try and shoehorn Piastri in somehow. I think the Piastri to Williams is basically a done deal. Like... It's looking like that, but then again, we thought Seb was going to stay. And yeah, we thought, it's true. You know, this is Formula 1. Perez staying at Force India, Racing Point was a done yeah, deal. Yeah, true. I, if I had to put my money on it, I would say Ricardo to Aston, yeah. Gasly to McLaren, yeah. and then probably Lawson if he gets the super license points. I'm not even sure if he's going to get them. Do you reckon it'd be Lawson? Unless they just like chuck Isaac Hadjar in but he's nowhere near ready. No. No. But, but I mean, I they... don't know who else it would be. I don't, they wouldn't give it to Vips. There's no way. They wouldn't give it to Vips. No. I, I can't Daruvula see him. isn't good enough. I can't see giving it to Daruvula. No. Like Hauger needs Hauger another get... year in Formula Three. Wait, no, Hauger, you you get the points, don't you, for winning F three? So Hauger would have the super license. Hauger, no, I mean Hauger sorry needs another year in yeah, Formula he does. Two. He's not but ready yet. They could go for it, but he hasn't delivered anywhere near close no. to what I think anyone would feel comfortable with him. No. in Formula One yet. I mean, yeah, it really does open up yeah. a lot of opportunities. Unless, if, unless yeah, you I mean... get Piastri to McLaren, and that would open the Williams seat for Logan Sargent. He's a big exactly. This is sort of what I'm yeah. thinking. Who knows? It's it's all crazy. I mean, we are definitely going to do a couple of shows over the summer, sort of talking about. I mean, we we want to do a season predictions recap so far. We want to do a few <laughs> other bits and pieces like that. Um, but there's so this has really opened up the floodgates, hasn't it? I mean, we've we've yeah. spent so many weeks Waiting saying for something to happen. <laughs> we're just there, like going, "Oh, driver win!" Like driver news is so dead nowadays because everyone yeah. knows exactly what's going on and now suddenly we're looking at like three teams with huge changes potentially coming um but yeah, no doubt they'll is... all have been sorted by the next time we record a podcast 
Oh, probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like we said though, you know, just going back to Sebastian Vettel. I mean, I really do hope he, in some capacity, stays around Formula One because there is no argument against it. That man loves the sport in a way that I don't think we've ever seen any other driver in no. terms of the appreciation for the history as well. You know, and it's always that clip, isn't it? I know we've referenced oh, yeah. it before <laughs> of Seb listing every Formula One world champion front to back. We are massive Formula One nerds, aren't we? And yes. I think sensibly, I could probably get back to the late seventies without any mistakes. Yeah, and I think I could name all of them given enough time but not in given order. enough time yeah exactly. no way in order there's not a chance no so i mean that was just phenomenal but yeah i mean seb needs to stay in or around the sport in some capacity as well i mean he's got mick schumacher to mentor if he wants it so Ex- you know he could you know maybe yeah. we could see mick go to aston yeah that'd be full circle wouldn't it because <laughs> then i mean that opens up a door at Haas for a young ferrari driver or felipe Drogovic. yeah Drogovic, like or that. even teo porcher if or, ferrari Ferrari Logan Sargent, American yeah. driver, American team. Yeah, you just we just don't know. So we just options. don't know at the moment. There's, our, our minds are racing, and it's just going to end up being Hulkenberg or something like that. <laughs> and it'll be really disappointing. We'd love to see it. Oh, we back. really don't. I think Hulkenberg's accepted that he's probably not going to get a Formula One gig. Again, I mean, I saw the retirement. I was like, Hulk won't get that. And I'm a massive yeah. Hulk fan. I'm just no, like, exactly. he's like 34. There's not a chance. I mean, it could be like a one year thing whilst they try and get someone else up through mm. the ranks, but. Yeah, like I said, I don't. Think... But it's fairly, fairly certain that Lance Stroll will take the other seats. You'd imagine. Yeah, I think Lance Stroll is. You know, I've heard he's quite friendly with the boss down at Aston Martin. Yeah, Ryan. yeah. <laughs> Good I think there's, there's a fair chance there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, you know, we can we can talk in hypotheticals, can't we, as much as we like? But that's not really going to change anything. I've been having a bit of a look though around the F1 website, Jamie. There really isn't a lot of other news to go into. Seb has kind of saved the podcast this week, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Because be otherwise it would have been about what's your top three? <laughs> and then that's it. But I mean, looking towards the Hungarian Grand Prix though this weekend, last year was absolute carnage, mainly at turn one. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone remembers Bottas's interesting heroics into the first corner. Stroll I had, also messed I up. had completely forgot about Strolls. That was yeah. horrendous. Well, Ricardo and Leclerc were going to get a 1-2 until Stroll yeah. just pummeled them. But he went over the grass through <laughs> yeah. turn one because he'd missed his breaking point that badly. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, There's there's talks of rain this weekend. I think it's a 60% chance in Especially qualifying. Especially on Saturday. And yeah, less. So- there's the chance on Sunday too. But That, that can yeah. make things very, very spicy, of course. Hungary as well, often described as Monaco without the barriers. You know, certainly not an easy track to overtake at. I'm not sure how that's holding on to a contract when a track like Spa isn't. Um, but, no, you know, it's we... true. Hungary it has the history. It's just not really got the entertainment or the, the But crate. it's been on the F1 camera, hasn't it? Non-stop now since 1986. It's the second longest run consistently. Behind Monza. Yeah. Which is kind of insane when you think yeah. about it. Because we Hungary don't sort of exactly... see it as a historic circuit. No, and Hungary's not exactly got massive f1 pedigree like monza has on monaco no so no, hungary isn't a huge f1 audience it is kind of yeah. mad when you kind of think about it but are we expecting anything crazy this weekend then jamie what, i mean what if are it we, rains, what are we thinking I, I think if it's in the drive ferrari should absolutely walk it ferrari have said they see no reason why they can't get one two yeah. between now and the end of the year well and especially I mean, this, not in uh, hungary this weekend Will if they don't win this weekend, that is title over. I think we can all. Well, I think it's already title over to be honest. But it's yeah, n- but I mean, that is coffin. like the nail in the coffin. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think, I think if it if it's a normal dry weekend, I would probably predict a Ferrari one too. Um, but it's hopefully not going to be normal dry weekend, so I'm going to do some eggy predictions to get them all right. Oh, don't. <laughs> I, I don't think I can cope with that. But I mean, yeah, of course, summer break after the Hungarian GP. We'll jump into predictions in just a moment. But yeah, this is really, you know, there's a lot of things still at stake as we head into the summer break. You know, still quite a few questions left unanswered. I mean, having a look, I'm just quickly trying to load up the championship order. Of course, yeah. Verstappen's 63 points. Verstappen's 63 clear, yeah. But I'm sort of looking, you know, Ferrari, this is a must-win race. I mean, looking further down the order, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten recent weeks. George Russell is still beating Lewis Hamilton overall. Yeah. George Russell now is one point behind Carlos Sainz overall again. You know, he's still finished every race apart from Russell and Silverstone. And they probably could have finished that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw a fantastic a stat, in fact, actually, a couple of days ago, um, of if, if if the points went 20 for first all the way down to one for last, and oh, it yeah, included yeah. races where you retire, I think the championship order was something ridiculous, like Max Verstappen 198, Hamilton 197, and George Russell like 170-odd, or something ridiculous. It's just consistency, isn't it? They have been so consistent this five, year. basically, every race. And let's be fair, of course, this is the last race as well before we're going to see all the new technical regs. Mercedes could still leapfrog Ferrari by the end of the I year. They're they not far might. away. <laughs> this is <laughs> mad if Ferrari in a championship winning car beat Mercedes, sorry, lose to Mercedes in one of their worst years in recent history. Mm. I mean, it would be complete funny. Ferrari. Yeah. Like, also, a year since uh, Ocon's first win. Yes. Yeah. And Which, how uh, much does that define the sport? Yeah, not at all. So much no. so that I completely forgot about him in last week's quiz. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even looking further down the order, of course, Alpine, four points between them and McLaren. You know, could we still see you know, the likes of ah, uh, Ass, or Hass even, I should say, Alpha Tauri. <laughs> <New team> name. <laughs> <laughs> completely close at the gap to Alfa Romeo, because they have not delivered Alfa in recent Alfa weeks. Alfa Romeo haven't done very well in a long no. time. No, no, exactly. There's, there's still a huge amount to play for, and, you know, the summer break will define... The momentum heading into the second half of the year and of course like we said you know whether the new technical directives are going to really shake things up there is a lot of questions heading into mm. this weekend and potentially into the summer we're gonna have plenty to discuss over the summer break especially you know if we sort of get more ideas of what's going on with driver transfers but yeah this of course was only meant to be a short little show this week of course before the hungarian grand prix what are we saying in terms of predictions then jamie yeah, I've got a good lead. You have. Was it I'm, 45 I'm 30, to 32 or something? Yeah. So, I've been wanting to do this all season, but I'm going to push oh, the boat no. out. Uh, it's raining on Saturday, so we'll go for a cheeky Verstappen poll. Okay. I'll go for a Verstappen race win. Oh, I thought you said you were going to be cheeky. Nah, the win's fine. Watch this. Okay. We're going oh, Hamilton. Okay. Hamilton P2. Yeah, best Fernando Alonso. Okay. Fernando P3, you heard it here first. El Plan in P3 around a track that really... Actually, no, Monaco, they did pretty well, didn't they? They did. And Alonso that's... loves Hungary. That's not rain. a bad shame. That is... I hate the fact now you're probably going to make this. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to go the same, aren't I? No. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am going to continue to jinx Charles Leclerc. Okay. Charles Leclerc pole. Charles Leclerc race victory. 
Verstappen P2. Hamilton P3, though. Boring. Boom. I know. I have to close up the points, though. I have to be sensible. If I extend the gap this weekend... You are going to extend the gap, though. This is what I hate, knowing full well you will. Because, I mean, Hamilton, of course, yeah, the most successful driver at the Hungarian. He's got twice the wins of anyone else. It's always weird, isn't it, with Hamilton? Because... Mm. Like, you kind of think, oh, he's got eight wins here, all of those will be in the turbo hybrid era. But he's kind they of got a couple of odd no. ones, hasn't he? Like, 2009 and 2013, they were kind of like 07, two breakthrough 07. wins. Did he win 07 as well, did he? I completely yeah, yeah. forgot about they that. They threw yeah. Alonso to the back of the grid because he didn't yes. cheat. Yes, yeah, of course, because he did cheat. No, he didn't. He did. <laughs> he illegally blocked in the pit lane. What, you mean like Mercedes did last year, but everyone forgets about that. When was that? They literally waited at the end of the pit lane to stop Red Bull doing a final run. Yeah, but they got around the safety car points, didn't they? Yeah, that was when things started to get really spicy, wasn't it? I yeah. forgot about that. And, and then, then it was completely pointless. Because Bottas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just went to Narnia yeah. in towards the first corner. Anything else, though, we need to cover before the Hungarian GP this weekend? I think you've got important news that he's going to ruin the show next week, haven't you? Yeah, I'm, I apologise to everyone, but I, I can't record on early next week at all. So the Hungarian review... We'll be about a week late. We'll come as the Belgian GP preview <laughs> yeah. again. Luckily, we've got four forget. weeks off to get the Hungarian review in somewhere. Yes, yeah. So we, we do um... apologise for that in advance. Because Jamie's yeah. decided again, you know, it's been a week. He needs another holiday. <laughs> Apparently. Indeed, yes. So, yeah, keep your eye out for that. But it will be a bit late. I apologise. Yes. Um, I don't I think I have anything else to add apart from that. No, no, that's that's fair enough. Like we said, you know, this was only meant to be a short little preview show. And of course, like we said, Sebastian Vettel saving the podcast this week with some big, big news there. But thank you all to everyone that has enjoyed. Let us know your predictions down below as well in the comments. And yes, we will return at some point in the near future, ready to review the Hungarian Grand Prix. But we don't quite know just when yet. <laughs>